0: And it's been a long time since I had a good plum.
1: You know, are oh, live. I was just going to go there, talking about that, yeah.
0: Talking about favorite fruits.
1: Mm-hmm. Which would have been fitting when we were talking about food last week. would have. You know? But we're not talking about food this week. We're not talking about food. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Joel and Rob's podcast. It's good to be with you. As we continue exploring our Animate Practices series, my name is Joel, this is Rob, we're two of the pastors at Towson Presbyterian Church, where we are blessed to be here. Coming from you live from Towson Presbyterian Church, right now we're in our different offices. That was a great intro, what are you talking about? Coming to
0: you live from 400 West Chesapeake. <laughs>
1: it's the Joel and Rob Show. And we continue to begin with a TV show theme song. And so, Rob, I'm excited for this one right here. Let's see how well that you do. I have a hint? There's no lead in? It's just the song? It's just a song. Yep. Okay. Yep, uh, I'll give I'll give you a hint. I've, I've I've gone back to the, the sitcom genre. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> friends it it brings me deep joy when i stump the reverend robert carter
0: i know the song like i could have sung that song
1: it's a great theme song and, i'll give you a hint
0: and and i'm confident that the theme song has the cast dancing to the song yes because i can picture them going dee
1: dee dee hey hey Like, they're doing that in the theme song. I know this song, but I can't place... I want to say Drew Carey. Ding, 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 ding! Well done! Okay. So I've gone back to that uh, enigma from before of the the show with three different theme songs, and that is theme song number two.
0: Okay. That's a good one. That's a good one.
1: It's a great one. I
0: remember the song, and I remember the cast dancing, and I was pretty sure it was Drew Carey, but I... I thought, you know, we had just done Drew Carey.
1: So I'm like, gosh, I don't think that's Drew Carey. <laughs> yeah, it, it starts with him in bed, and then he kind of dances his way down the stairs in his house, in the living room, and the coffee's bad, pours it out, gets into the car, and uh, they're dancing at the office. Like, that's the one that I remember the most. When I started watching Drew Carey, that was was it. And then they eventually switched over to the third one, which is we've talked about which i'll eventually play cleveland rocks um but what a show three different theme songs it's an amazing
0: yeah and and i didn't know the first one like you totally had me stumped on the first one i did this one and cleveland rocks are both awesome theme songs Mm -hmm.
1: yes it is good job joel you were correct. I, I I thought I had stumped you for a second, but you got there. I need to just give you a little room. So as we said, we're uh, talking about our current Sunday morning series, which is uh, Animate Practices, and we've um, hit on a couple of them so far. Community, prayer, food. Community and food were maybe a little less traditional. Prayer was... Pretty traditional, and this past Sunday, we explored worship, which we could say is um, very traditional in terms of a Christian spiritual practice, the act of worship.
0: I would say that there is nothing more central to the life of Christian community than worship.
1: Yep.
0: If you had to funnel it down, you know, to the epitome of what, occurs within Christian community. Worship would sit at the center.
1: Yeah. And we said this about worship on Sunday. We said worship helps us to come alive with a fresh awareness of who God is and who God calls us to be. And that worship can flow flow from us virtually anywhere. And we, we gave a couple spots. We said from the, from the depths of a dive bar to the top of a mountain, worship can flow. Um, but we, we focused in on, um, uh, on worship in particular on a Sunday morning in a communal gathering um, that we participate in on every Sunday morning. Uh, which we call the Lord's Day service. And we looked at a typical flow of that. We kind of, we called it deconstruction. Um, we, we deconstructed a worship service. We had an idea originally for me to bring a sledgehammer. And whenever we would say deconstruction, I'd kind of pull out a sle- sledgehammer, look over at you, you'd kind of go, no, and then I'd put it back down. <laughs> But I couldn't find a sledgehammer. None of my neighbors had one, so uh, we didn't do that. Um, and so we we said we we described how um, life giving worship can be, but then we also said something pretty interesting. We said that worship can at times be but numbingly boring, which is not a phrase that we articulate too often in a worship gathering. <laughs> Um and so I wanted to bring that up and, and ask you, how does worship sometimes become but numbingly boring? Um what what happens for that to, and I think it's it's happened to all of us. We've all experienced it, and we even were honest and we said at times we have led worship services that were boring. What happens yep. to make this this gathering that is supposed to help us to come alive and fill us up um, a new awareness of who God is and who God is calling us to be. And it ends up being boring. What goes wrong? Well, I honestly think that that worship can be boring um, for two primary reasons. And,
0: and one has to do with what, what the worship service entails And the other has to do with the perspective the worshiper brings. Mm -hmm. Um, So to be very transparent, um, uh, as you noted, there are times when we have led worship services where we've looked out and it's just apparent that the eyes are getting kind of, glazed Mm -hmm. and more heads are down reading uh you know maybe a text or uh uh, going through some emails (laughs) or what like we're not connecting like and and so uh
1: it could be that
0: we're we have not brought enough um energy or creativity or um uh, we have dulled down the gospel and the love and grace of God to a degree Mm. where it's just not um,
1: proving uh, to be experientially meaningful for
0: folks. Um, Because the issue is certainly not God and and the radicality of God's love and the depths of God's grace. Um, Those things are so awesome and so life changing that there's no reason any worship of this great and almighty God shouldn't be um, a moving experience.
1: Yep. You know, we're worshiping the God of time, the God
0: of uh, eternity who has entered into the world, not only created the world, but chosen to enter into the world's affairs to act on behalf of creation, to, to lead us and redeem us and to persistently invite us into fuller, holier life. Um, and so there, there's that we, we don't connect scripture to life. We don't bring energy and creativity into it. The other side of the spectrum, however, um, is the perspective that people bring into worship. <clears throat> and here I want to own my own perspective. Uh, the, There are times in which, um, uh, there are times, excuse me for a sec, there are times in which um, uh, we bring um, a perspective that uh, doesn't focus on God Almighty, uh, but focuses more on ourselves or something else. Um, uh, because here's like the brutal kind of rub we all worship something Mm -hmm. we all worship different things frankly Um, we all worship that which we give highest value to in our
1: lives Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. Um, money, safety, security prestige
0: pride, power uh, all these different things that we worship so when we come to worship, worship God But God is like way down here on the things we worship and power or prestige, material goods, Hmm. wealth, all these other things are on top of God. Yeah. Well, it can get hard, honestly, to get excited about worshiping God. Yeah. Because God's down here and we'd rather be giving our attention to these other things that we place more value in or more value upon.
1: Yeah. Well said, and and it can be helpful to think about what is it that I do worship uh, in my life. We ended up canceling youth group on Sunday because of the weather, but that was going to be a question for us to explore. What are the things that we do give value to? And there's nothing to say that these are actually negative um, some can be, but most of them are not. Uh, for me it was, if if I'm honest, I love sports. And so I would say that I have a worship relationship with sports. It it fills me up. I, I, I um I give it a lot of value and has a lot of meaning in my life, my family, um uh my work as a pastor. Um uh And so it can be helpful to kind of also just name those things. Here are the things that I do worship, because it's it's helpful to to put those together. Sometimes I think sometimes we don't realize, yeah, I actually give this worship in my life. Um, uh, But that's a really good point of how I think we can also, yeah, when we enter into a Sunday gathering, and I've bet this has happened many times for me where God is down, down here and everything else is way up here.
0: Oh, and I think as pastors, we're some of the very worst, uh, worshipers, right? Come Sunday morning. I readily admit, uh, there are many Sunday mornings where I just don't worship. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, there are, there may be worshipful moments in the service, but we're so busy paying attention to other things and focusing on what's coming next. Um, yeah the, <laughs> we're prioritizing a ton of things over our actual experience of the divine yep within the context of worship a really good example i think and this this comes from two huge football fans friends huge a really good i think analogy is sunday football yeah we have two we have two sunday realities going on as you know, Christians who are football fans, you know, there's Sunday worship and there's Sunday football. Uh, what are we getting more excited about? What what are we more willing to spend our uh, time and give our attention to even spend our money on? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so and this isn't a condemnation of, of football fans. I, I'll always be a football fan. I mm-hmm. love it. Joel, I know you do, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, this is just a, a conversation about perspective. Yeah. Um, and sometimes worship is boring because, frankly, the worship leaders have done a poor job in preparing this service. And sometimes worship is boring because, frankly, we're just not there yet. Yeah. We're The perspective we're carrying has God here and all these other things about it.
1: Yeah. So when you enter into a worship gathering, um, and you, it might be easier to answer this, uh, take your pastor hat on and just attending a worship service where you're not leading it. What are you hoping to experience in that service? What do you hope happens in that moment?
0: Am I answering this as like myself yes. or as somebody who isn't also a pastor? I'm answering. Uh, it's it's almost impossible for me to not answer this as somebody who is a pastor.
1: it's challenging, but I think maybe you need to go back to uh, before you were leading on a Sunday morning cuz even when you didn't have responsibilities, if you were to go to a service today and just walk in and worship um, and try not and be <laughs> critiquing the pastor or anything like that. Um, and it's a time for you to worship God. What are you hoping to experience in that moment? Let me share.
0: Um, well, I, I, I would say, I would say, what am I hoping or expecting? it would be insight. Mm-hmm. And that insight can come in any number of ways. The insight can come from hearing an interpretation or a perspective of Scripture that I'd never considered before. It can come from a challenge,
1: you know, almost even a prophetic confrontation mm-hmm. um, that that is asking us, the communal body, or me, and me a disciple within that body, to... To
0: change my perspective, to um, change the priorities I hold, the values I carry, the way I live into my faith, Um, and so so insight would be one the thing I'm, I guess I'm hoping to 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 come away with. But ultimately, I think it's love and grace Hmm. that I encounter.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. How about you? Yeah, for me, um, and this is where that, that weekly gathering is so important. It, it helps to get me out of my head and all that is bouncing around in my head, um, where it's just natural. You're just focused on yourself, and me, and what's going on in my life, Um, and that worship experience pushes me out of um, maybe some of the um, stress and anxiety that I'm feeling in that moment, uh, and brings me into kind of a larger frame, Um, uh, um, reminds me of who I am in Christ. Um,
0: and I think that's vitally important. We need that. Uh, that's really well said. And that's part of the practice of worship, right? Yes. That's why we do it regularly. This world is filled with so many distractions um, and so many competing claims that try and tell us we aren't who we are, that we're this other person, that our values shouldn't be this, they should be that. Worship is, is coming together. To be reminded again, and and practice living into it again with with a whole body of believers.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a reason why why we do it every single week. Yep. Yep.
0: Yep. And it's absolutely a practice, right? It's worship. It's not something you get right. I mean, this is it's a practice. It's something that requires repetition, doing over and over. We need to keep working out those muscles you yep. know those emotional spiritual muscles um, that say no this is who I am this is what I value this is how I will live
1: mm-hmm. I'll also add I want to be moved in some way I want to be um, I, I want it to be some kind of an experience and that can happen in, th- through music that can happen through prayers that can happen through sermon but in some some way, I didn't just come and sit and listen and leave. But I was, um, it moved me in some way. Uh, and and finally, I would say, in the sermon, I'm looking for something that pushes me out of my comfort zone a little bit, and keeps me uh, on the journey of trying to discover who God is. Mm-hmm. And who I am called to be um, it's uh, it's it's something that doesn't just give me a nice um, wrap it up with a bow at the end, but kind of like the best sermons for me are sometimes those ones that go, hmm, I gotta think more about that and that keep gets me going on a on a journey um Kind of sermons that are that are left undone. Right? Left undone and, and often just open up a new space for me to explore, you know? Um mm-hmm. uh, so last question for us today, Rob. Um thinking about our Lord's Day service, what what is a part of it that um you really enjoy that has deep deep meaning for you that you actually look forward to in sunday service we deconstructed and kind of went through the entire service so is there is there one or two places that really speak to you when we get to those parts of the service
0: yes there's three uh your sermons when you preach (laughs) seriously uh the anthem, the musical piece, I look forward to that every week. Yep. Stephen and the chancel choir do such a great job. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And I look forward to our hymns, too. I mean, music is a huge part of worship for me. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to pick out the specific um, and testimony. Mm, nice. When a member of the church offers testimony of how she or he has experienced... Um, God's love and grace at work in their life somehow, some way. Yeah. Some of our testimonies are very specific to a topic or season in the church, and some of them are just simply, you know, uh, a reflection from an individual. Um, Mm. I I love them all.
1: Nice. Yep. How about you? Well said. So I'll echo that. Your sermons, your sermons always... um,
0: Uh, It doesn't count after I already... I
1: know. I'm still going to say it, though. I'm still going to say it. Push me out of my comfort zone. Um, And then two other pieces. and I'll I'll pick different sections that you picked. Um, Prayer Confession. I remember being in my my early 20s and uh, getting to the confession and getting to the part of silence of Mm. where we have individual (laughs) confession. And I remember this one Sunday. Like... Realizing I don't know what to really say I don't really have anything to confess, and how ridiculous that was. And now I get to that point and it's like, okay, I need more time. Um, <laughs> it's like if you're leading, it's like, okay, Rob, I need a solid twenty-five seconds. Take your time because I I I got a lot. I got a lot, and that has been actually very uh, freeing for me, um, and a great practice. Uh, and then the response, so hearing the assurance of grace and then the response of praise. I love the response of praise um, because especially when Stephen uh, has us uh, sing one through a, through a season. So we're singing it repeatedly and I get it memorized. And here's a point where I can really worship. And I will intentionally sometimes, I'm often looking out back when we worshiped in our sanctuary with everyone around us i would look out at everybody usually but in response of praise i'll often look away so i'm not making eye contact and i in that moment have it memorized and um i feel myself enter into a very worshipful space um Mm. uh and it's for that moment if i will let myself go there um uh it's a it's a powerful experience Mm. um So we will be back next Sunday. We are exploring money, the spiritual practice of money. We're looking forward to that. (laughs) Uh, And until then, you can find us at uh, uh, Towson Press uh, on Facebook here and also on Instagram. If you haven't liked us on Instagram, we encourage you to find us and like us there org for everything else going on in the world of TPC. We're grateful for you to be with us on this podcast, and we'll see you next week. Have a good day, everybody. Bye-bye.